This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, October 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Talks resume, but no signs of progress. Trump orders aim at regulatory relief and Warren pitches electric co-op debt aid. Little progress likely in the China talks. A highly anticipated round of negotiations with China gets underway in Washington today, but now it appears unlikely that much progress will be made. According to the South China Morning Post, the Chinese delegation will stay for just one day, not the two days originally planned. The report says no progress was made on the critical issues, including forced technology transfers during a round of deputy-level talks this week. President Trump told reporters earlier yesterday he would not accept a 50-50 deal with China, something the Chinese have been demanding for months. Trump also said he didn't think China had been lowering expectations. He said, I think they feel I am driving a tough bargain. Keep in mind, the Chinese have been promising to import more U.S. farm commodities and following through with renewed soybean imports ahead of today's talks. The National Pork Producers Council President David Herring tells AgriPulse this week that Chinese buyers may be preparing to purchase even more pork than they did in August. Herring said, I've heard the grapevine stuff that there's more purchases going on, but the numbers haven't showed up yet. China imported 63,656 metric tons of pork in August, about triple the amount it bought in the same month a year ago, according to the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Pence looks to turn up the heat on Democrats. Vice President Mike Pence took his campaign for the U.S.-Canada-Mexico agreement to Iowa and called for rural voters to put heat on Democrats to vote for the trade deal. The vice president said the truth is, and we all know it, Democrats have been spending all their time on endless investigations and partisan impeachment. But enough is enough. The American people deserve better, Pence said during a visit yesterday to a farm west of Des Moines in the 3rd Congressional District, which is represented by first-term Democrat Representative Cindy Axney. She has yet to endorse the trade pact. Pence said, I came to Iowa today to turn up the heat. At the state of play, well, the AFL-CIO President Richard Trumka told the Washington Post that the trade deal would be rejected if it's put on the House floor before Thanksgiving. He said it's not clear yet that Mexico can enforce tougher labor standards. Orders aimed at curbing regulators. President Trump signed two executive orders designed to lessen the impacts of regulatory guidance on farms and other businesses. One of the executive orders says that consistent with applicable law, agencies should treat guidance documents as non-binding unless incorporated into a contract. A Wyoming man who built a stock pond on his property attended the White House event and recounted his battle with EPA, which had threatened him with fines of $37,500 a day. He was able to settle the matter after a lawsuit was filed by the Pacific Legal Foundation. Andy Johnson said, I had no idea that the EPA would come knocking at my door. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association said the orders will provide more clarity and transparency to often daunting and complicated federal regulatory processes. Warren calls for USDA to aid clean power shift. Senator Elizabeth Warren wants to use USDA to nudge rural electric cooperatives away from their reliance on coal. 
Warren has released an environmental justice plan that says too many electric co-ops are locked into long-term contracts that make them dependent on coal. She says USDA could help co-ops transition to renewable energy by writing down debt and restructuring REC loans and then providing low and no-cost financing for renewable energy projects. Warren's plan includes an earlier proposal to dramatically expand the conservation stewardship program, increasing its funding from $1 to $15 billion. She says the funding will help curb farm runoff. The plan asserts that big agriculture has poisoned local drinking water, sources that are critical to low-income Americans. Uh, the co-op's view, the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association, said that the details of any debt forgiveness plan would be critical. There are numerous considerations involved in deciding whether to retire coal plants, including reliability implications, the availability of alternative electric generation, the impact on rates for member customers, and other unique local circumstances, the group said. Grassley, bring WTO to a halt for reform. If the U.S. has to bring the appeals process and the World Trade Organization's dispute resolution system to a halt to force judicial reforms, then that's the price worth paying. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley told reporters yesterday, U.S. leaders have accused WTO appellate judges for years of overreaching past their authority and decisions, and the Trump administration has been blocking new appointments to try to force reform. The WTO now only has two appellate judges to hear dispute cases, and both of those seats are scheduled to be vacated on December 10th. If we don't continue down the road we have been going, we'll never get these changes, Grassley said. Groups pressing USDA to tighten market regs. The National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition and Government Accountability Project will present a petition today calling on USDA to adopt regulations that protect livestock and poultry growers from unfair practices and retaliation at the hands of meatpacking and processing companies. The reference is to an upcoming proposal to clarify the undue preference provision in the Grain Inspection, Packers and Stockyard Inspection Rule. A proposal is currently under review at the Office of Management and Budget. Traders watch stock numbers. Traders will be watching to see how USDA adjusts its forecast for corn ending stocks in today's monthly World Agriculture Supply Demand Report. The new estimate for the 2019-20 marketing year will have to figure in the sharply lowered number that USDA reported September 30th for the 1819 ending stocks. We saw a drastic decline for ending stock numbers for corn that were down almost 300 million bushels, and so those adjustments will be made in this report. Allendale President Steve Gregory told AgriPulse, traders are estimating total corn ending stocks to come in at 1.178 billion bushels, 521 million for soybeans and wheat at 1.01 billion. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says traders are also eager to see how USDA adjusts its yield estimates. The biggest previous adjustment from the September to October was in 2010 when it fell 6.7 bushels per acre. Here's today's He Said It. I think China has a lot of respect for me, for our country, for what we are doing. I think they can't believe what they have gotten away with for so long. That President Donald Trump. 
Correcting the record, editor Sarah Wyatt is speaking to Corteva's Women's Inclusion Network in Johnson, Iowa today, and she will drive from Missouri through Iowa's 3rd Congressional District, represented by Representative Sidney Eichstein. We regret that we misidentified this district in yesterday's daybreak. Well, that is daybreak for this Thursday, October 10th. Acropulse Daybreak brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.